Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody. Howdy County here. We've got a great show lined up for you. This is Dirt and Sprague. I once took a pair of binoculars and stared at the sun for over an hour. Why would you do that? Curiosity, I guess. Heck, I'm curious like a cat. I have a couple of friends that call me Whiskers. With Andy Dirt Johnson. Hey, now, kid, we all know that the moon is not made of green cheese. Yes, that's true, Andy. But, but what if it were made of barbecue spare ribs? Would you eat it then? And Brandon Sprague. I know I would. Heck, I'd have seconds. And then, then polish it off with a tall, cool Budweiser. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here. On Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan, 99.5 HD2 or the Odyssey app. Hope your Tuesday morning's going well. Dirt is out the rest of the week. He is in Scottsdale, Arizona, probably waking up. Warm, sunshiny weather, poolside, probably already drunk, or he's getting ready for a tea time. Those are the two options Dirt has right now which isn't a bad life. Uh, he'll be back on Monday. Uh, Jordan is hanging out here. Uh, he is in for swag, who is also still out. In Vegas. They're both in very nice destinations right uh, now. Vegas is kind of cold right now, actually. I don't care. Uh, are you kidding me? The entertainment capital of the world, I will go when it's Oh, you're a big de- Vegas guy. I am a huge Vegas guy. I'll really? go when it's 50 degrees. I'll go when it's 80 degrees. Well, buddy. I mean, yeah, because you just hang out in the uh, nice, cool, calm conditions of a casino. Uh, yeah, and then obviously yeah. in the summertime, I like to go and you know venture out to Fremont Street and walk at the Strip a little bit. But yeah, Vegas, anytime for me. I uh, When I went to Vegas in 2016, I got hammered. And I just got sick of being in the casino. We were in there a long time. Oh, the smoke gets to you, too, if you're in the casino. For I just long. like we spent all day in there and it was like eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. And I'd been down there since like 9 a.m. And I'm like, I need some fresh air. So just went and walked the strip. Yeah. Just went and moseyed around and checked out all the stores. It was kind of nice. But uh, Swag, I, is Swag back tomorrow? I don't know the schedule. Yeah, he's back. I mean, yeah, he better be because I, I wasn't planning on waking up early again. But What? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You. I could, but uh, he is back tomorrow. Uh, so Swag will be back tomorrow and then Dirt back on Monday. We got EJ Snyder coming up at 7.30. And an hour from 7.30, we got Bill Orem of the Oregonian, OregonLive.com. Uh, great columnist there, and he'll join us. We got the mail sack to get to at 8.15. So any and all questions are welcome at the mail sack. Uh, text them into the fan text line. I'll write down ones I get, and uh, we'll get to as uh, many as we can. we got to empty out a mail sack today, so get those mail sack questions in to the fan text line, 503-864-6326. I quite enjoyed yesterday watching NBA action. The Boston Celtics lost to another good team, and they lost in overtime again. It's a good game. Uh, they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They blew a late lead. Third straight loss, and the Cleveland Cavaliers beat them 118-114.
What I really enjoyed, as J.J. Redick and folks like that are breaking down this morning, what this means for Boston and you know how vulnerable they might be, I quite enjoyed basically the end of regulation, Grant Williams being fouled, getting two free throw opportunities, telling Donovan Mitchell, I'm going to make both. I'm going to make both. And then missing both. And they miss the tip-in, and the game goes to overtime, and they lose. I loved that. And you know what? I can actually sympathize with Grant Williams here. Quick story. Park Rose basketball my senior year, we lost 18 straight games. 18 straight. That's rough. I was quoted in the school paper preseason. We're going to the playoffs. We started 3-0. Had people going, man, Sprague, you called it. You guys are good. We lost 18 straight games after that. And one of our last games of the year, we were at Sandy. And I had a great game. And I had a free throw. One. Because I got an and one. And it was a tie game. Crowd was kind of loud. I did the hand signal of like, this is all you got? Get louder. And I missed the free throw. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Man, maybe you got to practice that uh, that pump-up move before uh, you do a free throw. Like, I don't know. That's crazy. It was idiotic. But we, we ended up losing that game and, and losing the rest of our games and losing 18 straight. But I that was I really enjoyed watching that. Donovan Mitchell talking to Grant Williams at the line and Grant going, I'm going to make both. I'm going to make both. And he missed both free throws. That's like a Kevin Garnett trash talk moment right there. And and not following through. And KG not following through. was one of the most known yeah. Uh, yeah, trash talkers in the history of the league. So, you know, the league's, the, the league's going well right now. The Eastern Conference is interesting. I think a lot of people, there's just a lot of parody in basketball. I got something I want to get to in the NBA coming up, too, uh, in about five, ten minutes. But... Uh, Damian Lillard yesterday, He the Blazers win. There's really not much to talk about. They beat the Pistons. Like You should beat the Pistons. The Pistons are tanking. They're awful. Their best player is sitting out. Sprague, like, they've won two in a row. Come on, man. The Magic and the Pistons. Yeah, they have. They've beaten the Magic and the Pistons. <laughs> they got revenge on the Magic. I just see the tweets. I see people like, hey, hey, they could be going on a run. I, I see. Well, I mean, look, I said this yesterday. If they go in the play-in, like, I'm going to root for them. But like, I don't care. They're not going to win a first-round series. They're not going to be competitive. They're not a good team. They're just not. I think it's dumb that we have the 10th seed in a, in a conference participating in a playoff spot. Agreed. Um, but they're in the 10th seed today. They're ahead of the Lakers and the Pelicans, okay? Damian Lillard scores 31. He gets a monster triple-double. They get this win. Now they got Boston tomorrow, who's all pissed off. They will lose that game. They will lose that game by double digits. But Damian Lillard, I said, I've been saying, I only want Damian Lillard to get the scoring title. That's that's my prize. Some people think that's defeatist. You should be rooting for the play-in. We should want this team to get to the playoffs. That's fine. I, I, I don't begrudge that opinion at all. I get it. But I don't think this team's good. So all I care about is Damian Lillard getting the scoring title. Went down a rabbit hole yesterday, and I don't know why, but I just did. He's a couple, he's like a point away because Joel had 42 last night. So he's buying Joel Embiid and Luka Doncic. Jordan, I went down a rabbit hole and I looked at the scoring champion, the scoring title winner from every season since 2000. Oh, wow. Do you know only one player since 2000 has, has won the scoring title and not been top 10 in the MVP voting? 
Oh my God, who could that have been? That's crazy. That's crazy to me. And I and I now it makes me think of what Damian Lillard's like past five or six seasons in the MVP voting, if he even cracked the top fifteen. He yeah, a couple of years ago when they lost to the Pelicans in round one, he was top three. Okay, okay that was that's... his like real monster year. He got a lot of consideration for it, but he didn't. He wasn't going to win the award. He's not an MVP candidate this year on any serious metric, and they actually don't even count it past, I think, three. Okay. After the top three, it just, you know, you can see where the votes lie, but nobody really cares. But I just went through the history of the top ten, just out of curiosity if he can get the scoring title, because I think if they get further and further down the standings as the season goes, he probably knows he'll sit the last game of the year, but even if he doesn't, I think he'll make it a priority to get the scoring title. That's a pretty big deal. Only one. I could find that wasn't in the top 10. Can I give a guess before you... one guess? Go ahead. The only guy that I could think of because he played on a couple of bad Sixers teams was Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson. When he won the scoring titles, the Sixers were pretty good. Okay. So no, I'm we were talking like 2000, 2001, yeah. 2002. Like the Sixers were pretty relevant at that point. Yeah. And he got one of those league MVPs and then he finished like top four, top six, yeah, McKee, Snow, Geiger. All right, that was that, a decent there, team. There were some guys that were seven and six, but most of them are three, one, two, four. Like, most of the scoring champions are top three. In NBA, since 2000, most of the scoring champions are top three. The only one I could find that wasn't in the top ten, Tracy McGrady in Orlando. Really? Yeah, T-Mac. Because the Magic were so bad during his run? They were okay. They weren't, yeah, they weren't amazing. And then the Grant Hill injury stuff played a factor in that too. But yeah, T-Mac had some really good seasons in Orlando before he got shipped to Houston. Yeah. He was the only one I could find. Everybody else was in it. And I don't know if Dame is going to be in it. Because they are truly awful. They're the 10th seed in the West. I mean, one of the one of the things you're talking about with getting a scoring title, it's just about his accolades, right? You want to see Dame when it's all said and done have a complete career is kind of what I'm hearing from you, Sprague. It's it, a resume. It's a legacy and resume yeah. thing. That yeah, does it matter in the grand scheme for the team? I, I think it does. Sure. Okay. Maybe you could make an argument it does because we've never had a scoring champion. But like, I get I get the opinion of no there. Yeah. I I if the team isn't going to be good. If they're not going to properly build this thing out around Dame, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take pride in Dame and his career, his resume, his legacy, uh, and that would be a monster deal if he could get a scoring title. I don't know if he will because Joel Embiid is a man. That he's a madman right now. Uh, Luka Doncic is a machine. I know Tatum is kind of falling off a little bit, but he's still kind of hovering around there. If Boston could turn it around in their last 18 to 20 games, but. Uh, yeah, Damian Lillard getting that for the old resume, the old legacy. Yeah, that I think that'd be good. That'd be great to me of like it's another thing you'd get to point to. As you know, we've got these old curmudgeon reporters in Portland <laughs> that want to tell us Clyde Drexler is the greatest blazer of all time because his no. teams were good. No, wrong. Jordan, his teams were good. It doesn't matter. They, they were put together in a different era and put together much easier with players that no it's a whole different conversation talking about building a team in 1988 in the nba versus 2022 well it's this, me? the argument they use is is also size and length and you know clyde was six eight and he could defend four positions and and i'm like okay so size plays a factor in the clyde dame thing for you people well, when i ask you who's better between michael jordan and lebron james you ain't going to tell me LeBron James because he's bigger. You're going to say it was Michael. So it's just like, it's interesting when we implement size, athleticism, et cetera, 
and when we exclude it out. But my my overall point is it would be great for his legacy yeah. if he could get a scoring title. No, I agree. I don't like how you parse it all out. If you want to say, oh, well, Clyde's the better two-way player, sure. That, uh, there's different debates to have, but overall, Dame's obviously the greatest blazer. Oh, no, I'm not, I don't want to get in that debate. But that, 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 that ship has sailed. It, He's the uh, all-time leading scorer. Like, you want to yell at clouds because you think Clyde was better? <laughs> Go yell at the clouds. I don't care about that. I just I, I care, and I really am rooting for him to do that. It was a monster game last night. But I'm really rooting for him to get the scoring title. I agree. If you look, when it's all said and done, you look at, you know, it's going to be 10-plus All-Star appearances, a couple of first-team All-NBAs, the 75th anniversary team that he made. Top three MVP, too. Like, he'll have that season on his belt, too. And then you add a scoring title to that, even if he doesn't win an NBA title. Uh, that's one of the greatest players of all time. Who cares if they didn't win a ring? And then attached to the fact that you know he was on such a terrible team that can't get free agents in the NBA, you know he's still one of the greatest of all time. On on a points-per-game average right now, he's exactly one point behind Luka, uh, and he's about a point eight point away from Joel Embiid. Oh, that's so he can get close. it. He, he's right there. He's, he's going to be in the hunt. He's going to be in the fight, and... You know what? I don't know how many games they're going to win their last uh, 19 or so games, but I know that dude's going to go out trying to get the scoring title. He's probably going to have at least two or three more 50-point games. He needs, yeah, you put him a couple more 50-point games, Jordan, I think would put him more in this conversation, whereas Luka's got to share the ball with Kyrie. Joel might have a night where he's a little off, so here comes James Harden, Tobias Harris. Like, Dame doesn't really have that with any. I don't know if Ant's coming back. At this point, I don't know if Nurkic is coming back. So it's what? It's Jeremy Grant? That's kind of it. <laughs> and who's getting all the shots? It's right. going to be like Cam Reddish and Dame Lillard. And one thing that Dame's been doing in this run, uh, he's had past seasons where he'll score a lot of points, but his shooting numbers are just horrible. He just gets to the line a lot. I haven't seen that as much in, in these games where he's going for 50-60. He is hitting all his shots. His shooting percentages are up, and... It's it's hitting for him at the right time as far as getting a scoring title. He's one of the most efficient high scorers. I, I said this. He might be the most efficient high-level scorer in NBA history. When you look at 60-point games, 50-point games, and you talk about efficiencies, his numbers are better than everybody's. Like, he, he's just he's on another level when it comes. He has better numbers scoring 40-plus points than Michael Jordan. Like, the dude is he's just absolutely out of this world. When he get when he gets to that point, when he gets 40, 50, 60, he's doing it on a highly efficient level. Uh, so they they beat Detroit last night. You know, okay, there you go, good good little win. Night, night, now you got Boston tomorrow, and Boston's pissed because Boston's lost three straight. And they haven't had Jason Tatum though, so that, I, don't, I don't know if he's going to be back tomorrow. Make, make well, he rested because he played the night before okay. against the Knicks. That was a really good game. So they sat him on a back to back, but. Uh, you know, go get 50 points and lose. That's kind of what I'm expecting or hoping for, at least. Uh, all right, coming up next, I want to stick in the NBA. How the West could be won and something that could be looming that impacts the Western Conference playoff race in the NBA. We'll get back into the NFL. We still haven't talked about Lamar Jackson. He's facing a deadline, so we'll get into that. And don't forget, we have the mail sack. Keep throwing in mail sack questions at the fan text line. I'm, I'm copying, pasting them all. As many as we can get to, we'll get to it at 8.15 and Bill Orem at 8.30. Dirt and Sprague back with more on The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. I went to work today. EJ Snyder will join us coming up at the bottom of the hour. He's an NFL draft analyst. Bill Orem at 8.30, mail sack at 8.15. Get those mail sack questions in at 503-864-6326. Any and all questions are welcome at the mail sack. A dirtless mail sack, if you will. Uh, before I get to this NBA note, Mike Garofalo of the NFL Network just tweeted this out. The Seahawks deal with Geno Smith is a base value of $25 million a season. Uh, three years, $75 million, with $40 million fully guaranteed at signing. So imagine signing a piece of paper and $40 million hits your uh, automatic deposit. Yes, please. And then Gino will earn $28 million in the first year of the deal, and he has $30 million in incentives. So the contract breaks down a little different than what you originally saw from the report. But I think this is a pretty fair deal. I think this is a really fair deal for the Seahawks, and I think this is a good deal for Gino. Go hit your incentives. You'll make more money. You play basically to the same level you did this year. I'd imagine you're going to hit most of those incentives. And it's pretty team-friendly for the starting quarterback spot. Yeah, they can get rid of him in two years or three years if they want without much cost or hit on the cap. And Geno still makes 40 to $70 million. It's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, I, I think that's a great deal for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, so this is kind of looming in the NBA. There was a report. You know, we The Ja Morant thing took over the headlines yesterday because of what happened over the weekend. And Memphis is currently the second seed. Now, there's seven games by the one seed, so they're more fighting to keep the two seed. They're three games up right now of the uh, four-seed Phoenix Suns, who are probably going to go on a hot streak here to end their year, and they're about a half game ahead of the Sacramento Kings. Reportedly, the Memphis Grizzlies had a team meeting, a player-only meeting, and the report is that a veteran player basically addressed Ja in the meeting and said, stop, stop going out. Start being responsible and mature on road trips. Many people concluded that this was Steven Adams. And if Steven Adams is talking to you, you're paying attention. Steven Adams is a dude, you don't want that. You don't want that problem. And I, I hope that it got through to him. I really do. I hope, you know, it's a really unfortunate, it's awful, but I really don't want to watch a young player like Ja, who has so much promise and potential. Uh, you know, potential face of the league. I, I don't want him to see him go down this path, right? You want him to turn his life around and and get this thing right. But then this Mark Stein report comes out, 
And this is where it gets interesting. Mark Stein is saying there's CBA language basically stating no guns on premises of arenas or team planes. Where was Ja when he had the gun on his Instagram Live? Road game. Road game in Colorado. Now, Colorado officials are also investigating this. And the penalty for getting caught with a team with a gun on team plane, team premises, 50-game suspension. That's huge. I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> you're gone. Goodbye. And now this, it's not just like Jaws maturity or Jaws decision-making. As yesterday, Ja Warrant is trending. Ja Warrant. <laughs> because, you know, the arrest Yikes. thing and the, the internet can be cruel and kind of funny at sometimes but uh now you got this looming potentially it's just uh it, it's not stopping for the Memphis Grizzlies you and I talked about this off the air too I just didn't like the approach the Grizzlies took here and we we went with the guy in Memphis yesterday who basically said the Grizzlies are doing whatever they can to not piss jaw off because they're a small market team who doesn't want to lose Ja Morant but they described his suspension as an indefinite leave not necessarily a suspension. Which does not, and that's kind of when you talk about a 50-game suspension, you're missing out on money, right, if you're John Morana. And I'm not saying that he shouldn't. He absolutely should. And we said this off-air. I think he should be suspended 50 games if it really comes down to it. But the Memphis Grizzlies aren't really handling this the best. It's more so looking like the NBA and authorities in these cities are kind of forcing the Memphis Grizzlies to react. I mean, I'm obviously not in Memphis. Uh, We do have a little bit of uh, history with situations like this here in Portland. And, you know, back in the day, anyways, Portland kind of handled it the same way. They, They let the media report on stuff and then they responded. Stuff happened and then they responded. They never really tried uh, until uh, 2004, 2005, to start really putting plans in place to, you know, really, hey, tell your players, don't do this kind of crap anymore. And John Morant is one of the generational talents in the NBA. I- I've said this to you guys around the building. I think he's Damian Lillard on steroids. He's what Damian Lillard at the age of 23, 24 would have been if he always went to the hoop and dunked every time, along with that three-point, you know, shot that he has in his arsenal. Jaw was helping change the game up to this point, even at the age of just 23. Uh, but, yeah, I guess when you talk about Stephen Adams hitting you up in the locker room, you listen, um, but that's not really Stephen Adams' job. That's the Memphis Grizzlies' job. Right? Yeah, but sometimes you – you yeah, it is. And, and he should. Stephen Adams should say something. But sometimes you need a team – a, a teammate can resonate more in a guy's mind. You know, it's no different than if you have, like, a big brother who's looking out for your best interests. Sometimes it's better that the big brother has the talk instead of the dad or the mom. Like there, there's yeah. sometimes it's just that mentorship and that relationship that can maybe get through a guy more than the franchise themselves. Like you're going to have a corporate suit come down and talk to Ja Moran about maturity and responsibility. Maybe that resonates. I think dollars and cents talks, but sometimes money doesn't always, you know, solve the problem in these situations either. Uh, Mike Vick got stuck in this territory. Like you just, you have examples of players. Allen Iverson very early in his career was stuck in a similar situation, but now it could potentially impact the Grizzlies. I mean, you lose Ja Moran. I put a poll question up. Can the Grizzlies overcome this Ja thing and still win the West? Man, that was that was me even, like, implying that he's going to play the rest of the year. And most people are saying no, no, no. I didn't even like their chances before the Ja story stuff came out because I think their roster's a little flawed with Dylan Brooks. But now you add this to it, the circus, the distraction... 
maybe a suspension, a lengthy one that costs you John Morant the rest of the season. Like, this is a, a real bad place the Grizzlies are in. And as we saw with their indefinite leave description, they're kind of stuck in this, you can only be so hard on the dude because you don't want to lose John Morant because you're Memphis, you're tiny town Memphis. I get it, but this this situation transcends that. I'm sorry, you gotta, we don't do the responsible thing enough in the world. They They haven't... You know they've invested money in him, but they haven't they haven't turned the 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 haven't really gotten to the point of no return yet. I guess is what I'm trying to say. They can still break off from this if they really need to. It's horrible for their franchise long term. It's bad for them, but going forward, it's oh the man, best teams don't operate. Yeah, teams. I know yeah, they don't. I know this is unicorn. Yeah. this is unicorn wishful thinking. Yeah, it it's really just is. so frustrating to me. Uh, somebody says, Ja isn't the new Dame. He's the new D. Rose. Somebody else, Ja definitely can't shoot like Dame, So to what you were saying. I think what you mean, though, is Dame was a pretty explosive athlete when yeah. he came in the league. We just sometimes didn't see it as much because the paint is clogged I, with LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah, and, let me rephrase that. I'm yeah. not trying to say that, like— um, I, I got what you mean. Yeah, the, I, I think the, most people got what you mean. The shooting isn't yeah. there for Ja. The explosiveness it's is— It's the excitement factor. Exactly. Now, Ja is bigger, I think, than Dame was when he came in yes. because of so many highlight dunks. But, yeah, I get I get what you're saying. And, yeah, this is a, ve- a really valid point. Like, if I'm Memphis, I'm doing literally anything I can do at this point. And if that's Steven Adams talking to him in a player-only meeting— or even bringing in, you know, a guy who turned his life around in Memphis, Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph was here, you know, did some stupid things. We shipped him off. He went to New York, found a home in Memphis. He's going to have his number retired as a Memphis Grizzly. Like, maybe that is what you do. I don't know what you do at this point, but I can tell you everybody in Jaws Circle, his parents, Nike, I mean, you name it. Everybody has probably had lengthy conversations with him at this point. Like, yo, you either cut this now or you cost yourself maybe everything that you've worked so hard to earn. Uh, So it's a really unfortunate story. But I saw that report from Mark Stein. Uh, They could be investigating this. And he didn't just buy a gun in Colorado to flash it at a strip club. So do you think, uh, I mean, just guessing, reading the report, do you think he will be suspended 50 games? I think he will. I don't know how you conclude he didn't have a gun on team premises or plane. Like, seems so. He just went and bought a gun in Colorado to brandish it on Instagram. Somebody brought it to him. Yeah, no. Like, come on. What what, what do you do? What do we do here? Uh, All right. Bill Orem at 8:30. Mail sack in 45 minutes. So get the mail sack questions into the fan text line 503-864-6326. Coming up next, we talk some NFL draft stuff, some chat around the NFL, and what the Bears do at number one with EJ Snyder next. But first, Jordan with a sports update. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, pretty excited for our ticker guest here. We talked to uh, some NFL quarterback chatter. Derek Carr goes to the Saints. It's tag day in a few hours. Geno Smith. We got NFL Draft Combine. And what the hell are the Bears going to do at number one? We talk with our good friend EJ Snyder on Twitter, at Football EJ, co-creator and host, Bootleg Football Podcast, Senior Draft Analyst. Uh, And he joins us now. Good morning, EJ. How you doing? I am mainlining coffee and ready to talk everything NFL. Combine, draft, quarterback movement. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, what what are you made of the quarterback conversations the last, I don't know, 48 hours or so? We got got to deal with Geno Smith now in Seattle. He's staying. We got Derek Carr in New Orleans. We have no idea what Aaron Rodgers is doing or where he's at right now. And I don't know what the Ravens are going to decide to, to not do or decide to do. With Lamar Jackson, what do you just make of the quarterback conversations right now in the NFL? Well, it is the swirl, and Derek Carr in New Orleans really starts the quarterback dominoes. It sets the focus on the Jets' job. That's the next major chip to fall. Seahawks get in, get to the combine, take a look at the quarterbacks and say, you know what, <laughs> we'll take bird in hand. We will sign Geno to the deal, which I think is a good move for them. Uh, but it also probably pulls them out of the high running. I wouldn't say absolutely pulls them out of the high running because John Schneider is a wild card, but it's much less likely that they're going to spend big on a young quarterback in the draft just having re-signed Geno. Aaron, Aaron's going to Aaron. Let's just put that out there. (laughs) He's going to do whatever it is that he does. We'll see where he lands until he decides or teams get tired of waiting. Um, We'll really see. But the Jets job's the next one. And the one you mentioned that I don't think enough people are talking about is the Lamar situation in Baltimore. It The vibes in Baltimore all since the end of the season have been really off, have been really odd. And it's possible that they don't tag him, which would be a shockwave that all of a sudden everybody would start talking about. Yeah, you know, EJ, that that's interesting because it them even if they tag him, the report is they're not going to do the exclusive tag, which would, you know, keep teams away and they'd at least have him for next year if they could work on a deal. They're just going to, you know, do a standard tag, which means the teams could offer him a deal and Baltimore could either match or they get draft capital in return. Like, doesn't even that kind of indicate to us Baltimore's level of commitment to Lamar at this point? It's really odd. I think it does, and it's an excellent point. That's the rumor is that they're not going to go with the top-level tag, which is exclusive, which means, yeah, the bidding is open. And if another quarterback-needy team that, say, is in the Aaron Rodgers running right now doesn't get him, they could come to Baltimore with a whole bevy of picks and cash and say, hey, you know, you've got a match 
or, you know, we're going to end up giving you picks and we get Lamar, which I think is still Lamar Jackson is a tremendously underrated asset in the NFL. And a lot of what's going on with him is about situation. Greg Roman has been his offensive coordinator for basically his entire career. And that's not going to make you look tremendously good as a passer. Despite that, he was the NFL MVP. I think people forget that. EJ Snyder's our guest here, co-creator of the Bootleg Football Podcast. Great stuff over there on Twitter, at Football EJ, senior draft analyst. And I, I do want to ask you, so Gino, he signs his I – thought, I thought this was kind of a great deal for both sides. Gino got a bag. He got $60 million, at least guaranteed. He can get more with incentives if he stays there three years. He'll get the 100 um, or he get close to 100 at least. And I thought the Seattle Seahawks on an average basis got a pretty fair shake uh, for what was a really good quarterback. Now, I, I don't know what his future holds, but you mentioned the Seahawks. You cover the draft. They're sitting at five. There was a report a few years ago, EJ, that, that John Schneider wanted to trade up and get Josh Allen. He was enamored with Allen's size and what he potentially could be as an athlete. Now, they, they, didn't, they didn't get that. They kept Russell Wilson. Anthony Richardson kind of measures very similarly to Josh Allen. I don't know if Richardson goes one, but if he's there at five, what would you do if you're the Seahawks? Would you take him, let him sit a year or two, learn under Geno, and then have your guy? Or do you trade out and acquire more assets because you got to fill out your roster? That's a great question, and probably the question after the combine. Richardson came into the combine with, I'm not going to say more questions than answered, but a lot of very important questions to answer. And he aced that test. He crushed the combine, removed every bit of doubt, blew folks away on the field. And we knew that part. If you've watched Anthony Richardson on the field, he's a tremendous athlete, broke the combine record for quarterback vertical jump. But also, and possibly more importantly, in the meetings, he was reportedly very good. And that's more important to teams. If you're John Snyder, it gives you all kinds of leverage because you can go anyway. You can know that you don't need a quarterback for this year and you can stash one for the future. Or you can say there is so much demand for quarterback around the league right now that I am going to get a haul of picks to increase my team. And I'm going to do that instead. So uh, I would never <laughs> say that I can predict what John Schneider is going to do because he's one of the most sort of erratic GMs out there in a sort of uh, crazy personnel wizard sort of way that's really worked out for the Seahawks. Um, so I'm not going to peg his move, but he can go any way confidently now that they've got Chino signed. Is Luke Musgrave, did he did he work himself out? He had a great combine from Oregon State tight end. Did he work himself into the first round in your estimation? I don't know if he did. I like Musgrave a lot. He is a tremendous athlete, and if you're talking about sort of pure speed tight ends, one of the very top players in this draft. But it is a historic tight end class, probably the best in 10 years. Daniel Jeremiah, who does draft analysis for the NFL, said this is the best class tight ends he's seen in a decade I tend to agree with him but there are some other players out there like Dalton Kincaid from Utah who are more well-rounded I think and were certainly much more productive than Musgrave because of Musgrave's injury in his senior season or his last season at Oregon State that I think he's I wouldn't be surprised if he sneaks into the end of the first round, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he didn't. Yeah. Uh, EJ, I, I got one more for you. Where does Jalen Carter fit in the NFL draft? I, It's an awful situation. We still don't – I don't know if we know all the details quite yet, 
But if this misdemeanor stays a misdemeanor, he gets kind of a slap on the wrist for what was involved with the racing. I, you know, it's the NFL, and I, I think we need to face the realities. I still think he's going to be a high pick. I don't. Maybe he cost himself a slot or two. Where, where are you at on Jalen Carter, and 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 what where you think he's going to ultimately fall in the NFL draft? Yeah, the way you framed it is perfect. It's really tough to say until all the information is presented, and I don't think we're there yet. It is easy to say, though, that it doesn't help. Um, unfortunately, the timing reeks of a smear job to push him down into a range for teams that had no shot at him before. And for those that might be cringing right now, that is definitely something that happens in this league. Uh, because the risk has been increased, the risk and blowback factor, factor has ratcheted way, way up. Um, he will have cost himself a couple of spots, which is terrible on the field. He is a tremendous player. He is a top talent, i.e. could have been the number one overall pick in the draft if the team up there needed him. Uh, ultimately, time will tell. He is going to go very high. Somebody's going to pull the trigger because of the talent, but it won't be as high as it was, and that's a shame. Are you in or are you out on Bryce Young as an NFL quarterback? Uh, Bryce Young is a fascinating prospect in this draft. I'm in on Bryce Young, and it's really because, you know, there's this guy, uh, Jalen Hurts. He played quarterback for Nick Saban, and he got replaced by this other guy, um, Tua. Yeah, Tua played for, for Nick Saban down in Alabama, too. And then, uh, yeah, Tua got replaced by this guy, Mack. And, and then Mack got replaced by Bryce. It is really, really rare for a college to be able to say, hey, all of our last four starters at this college are NFL starters. There's only 32 of those jobs. And Alabama can say, hey, our last four straight starters are starters in the NFL. Bryce Young is a great player. He can't control his size. And for all the things he can control, he is a tremendous quarterback. Yeah, good stuff. EJ Snyder on Twitter, at Football EJ, covers the NFL draft, the NFL in general, the bootleg podcast, football podcast. Go give him a follow on Twitter, at Football EJ. EJ, appreciate the time and the insight. Uh, we got your contact, man, so we'll have to get you back on and – Get your thoughts from how the NFL draft all kind of shakes out once we get past that point. Thanks for coming on. Um, absolutely. I'd be happy to do it. Thanks for having me. All right, there we go. Good stuff from EJ Snyder, Bootleg Football Podcast on Twitter, at Football EJ. I want to hit on a point he brought up there, and so we'll do that coming up next uh, on 1080 The Fan. Sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples Stores are a new world of possible with innovative tools for small business and remote workers and learners. Explore more at your local Staples Store or staplesconnect.com. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. We got the mail sack at 815. Keep sacking it up. I got some. I've written down some of the questions and the questions that people have. You can't really do that impersonation anymore. It's kind of drifting into a problematic person. Don't do it. Don't do it. The pudding pup. Don't. No, you can't. Uh, so we'll get to the mail sack at eight fifteen. Any and all questions are welcome at the mail sack. Five zero three eight six four six three two six. A Bill Oram at the bottom of the third hour. Uh, Oregonian columnist now, OregonLive.com, asked Damian Lillard, Dame, will we see a 100-point score in the NBA ever again? And Dame said yes. He thinks he can do it, and he outlined how. And then we got the Pac-12 tournament starting tomorrow, 
and you guys know this, I, I'm an honest person. If I'm wrong, I'll tell you I was wrong. I have no real interest in college hoops this year, so I'm going to educate myself through Bill Orem. Hey, Bill, my Beavers are probably going to lose, but tell me who you think is going to win the Pac-12 tournament. What does Oregon need to do to get in the NCAA tournament? I want to talk about some of that with Bill Orm coming up at 830. Uh, so something EJ Snyder hit on before we get to Lamar. Bryce Young. He cites Bryce Young. Is Bryce Young? Is he in or out on Bryce Young? Well, Jalen Hurts was good. Jalen Hurts was listed at 6-1. Tua. Tua's a smaller-ish quarterback. Tua might not be the starter for the Dolphins next year. Like Mac Jones. Eh. Are we really that excited about Mac Jones? I, I don't know. I don't know if you just point to Alabama quarterbacks and say, well, they're good. But something he said hit me in my mind. And I've been, ta- I've been thinking about this kind of, and I didn't put it together until he, he talked about Bryce Young. I'm out on Bryce Young. I hope Bryce Young proves me wrong. I'm not rooting against Bryce Young. He seems like a really nice kid. Really nice kid. But I'm wondering if Bryce Young is the last test for NFL franchises that go, really exciting player. Oh, he's 5'10"? Out. I'm not saying you'll never see another quarterback at 5'10 have a job, but I think the Kyler Murray thing, elite athlete, big arm, but he's 5'10", he has to back up 15 yards to even see his receivers, or he's just scrambling with his little quick steps. If Bryce Young doesn't have success, do we officially dead the 5'10 quarterback as franchise-worthy pick in the NFL draft? Is he the last test of a 5'10 smaller quarterback where teams go, ah, there's no real sample size that that is successful? I think it's a great question, and yes, if he does not succeed in the NFL, at least it's my hope that NFL teams don't te- keep taking flyers on guys 5'10". I mean, I'm 5'10", all right? But no knocking shorter dudes. It's just that not many short quarterbacks have succeeded at an elite level in the NFL. We're talking, what, Doug Flutie, who never won a Super Bowl? And, and never. I mean, Russell Wilson is the only other guy under six foot that I can think of, and he's not even 5'10". He's like 5'11". He's so. like 5'11 and a half. Yeah, he so was almost. But even that was... An inch taller than Bryce Young, but that's yeah. still backing up. He's got to take, what, 10 yards you know, back to see over the line. That's not ideal for an NFL quarterback. Well, he's elite deep ball thrower, so Russ at least had that attribute. Like, exactly. yo, you're going to throw a deep ball. There's almost nobody better in the league than Russell Wilson. Also, massive hands. I know that sounds dumb, but this is where we're at. You evaluate everything, massive hands. But look where Russell Wilson's at now. Is that going to age like Rodgers, Breeze, or Brady? I mean, you'd say Mahomes will. You'd probably say Allen will. But Russell Wilson, I mean, this feels like the year of years for him. Like, yo, truly awful year. Now, maybe that's a lot of Hackett. They're reportedly shopping Cortland Sutton. So, I don't know. You got Sean Payton now. You got his dream coach. This is kind of the year for Russ. And if he doesn't do it, what is Russ, 34? Yeah, 34. I think turns 35 after next season. Just turns 34. Like, he's a 34. This is kind of it. We find out if you are going to age like Rodgers and Brady. Will you be a 39, 40-year-old player? Or are you going to be out of the league and be a backup and Denver's going to cut a lot, you know, they're going to spend a lot of money to cut you. I I don't know, but it feels like this is a big year. I just wonder when we get to the draft, whoever takes Bryce Young, and he'll be a top-ish pick, if he doesn't succeed, 
is the NFL basically going to look around the way they did with the Deshaun Watson contract and say, ooh, 230 guaranteed. Yeah, you can F off. We're not doing that. And I feel like all the owners came together and said, Cleveland's stupid. We're not doing that, right? They looked at a table and everybody said, nope, 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 nope. I think NFL teams will, they'll be done. They'll say, I'm not picking that guy with my top 10 pick. Yeah, no knock. No knock against Bryce Young. You're right. Great dude. Seems like he's got a nice head on his shoulders and really focused on just being a better player. Seems like he could be a great leader. I could be so wrong on Bryce Young. But but that's what the NFL draft gives us. Even the best analysts don't have any idea who's going to be good and who's not. But when the best example of a 5'10 quarterback is a dude that spent half of his career in the CFL, going back to Doug Flutie, I mean, he was up and down in the NFL. He wasn't a great quarterback. He was scrappy. It was more of the story yeah. behind Doug Flutie. There's he was an- NFL Johnny Manziel. He had some really memorable plays yeah, and exactly. moments, but like largely wasn't really that successful. No, we're talking greatness, and yeah. can Bryce Young coming out of a great college be great in the NFL? And I don't think the answer is yes. I, I think most people, when we talk about this topic, are kind of with what we're saying. I mean, Dirt's 5'5". Five, five. You don't think he's rooting for a 5'10 quarterback to be... He has to wear. He has to sit on a stool when he's in here. Like he has to have a booster seat. So he's we the see Tom eye level. Sports radio. He I absolutely get, yeah. is. He's jumping on the couch because he wants to feel like he's six foot. <laughs> we just got a jumping on the couch reference. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, it's something to think about going forward in the draft as it approaches. Is this the last test for NFL teams with franchise quarterbacks? At a smaller height like that. I, I think it potentially could be. It's the way the NFL operates sometimes in these things. Uh, loaded final hour. Uh, we'll talk a little quarterback things. Uh, we got the mail sack at 815, so get any and all mail sack questions in the fan text line and Bill Orem at 830. Dirt and Sprague, hour three on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 